Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning back into the next episode of Drugs and Stuff. Uh, back in the early 2000s and the late 90s, the message boards were king. We got all of our information from the message boards, and the idea of a first cycle was really cut and dry. You did 500 milligrams of test, 8 to 10 weeks, plus your PCT. It was super black and white, but things have changed since then, and a lot of ideas have evolved. So today, Dave and I are going to discuss old school first cycles versus new school first cycles. How have our ideas evolved since back then? Uh, what do I suggest to my clients? So we'll discuss all of that. Plus, we've got all your listener questions. If you guys want to take part in the next show, comment below. We will tackle your questions then. Plus, comments, likes, all that stuff. It helps to boost us in the algorithm. This week, Aromacin versus Novadex for estrogen control. Dealing with a doctor who won't test your estrogen levels. Does oral terinobol affect your test levels in lab work? How do thyroid meds affect your peak for a contest? Lab Work 101. What are the basic things that you want to get tested? Plus a bunch more. I've got timestamps if you want to skip around. And hey, if you're new here, let me encourage you to subscribe and hit the bell. We've got several bodybuilding podcasts that come out each week featuring IFBB pros, experienced coaches, and educators in our industry. We're all here to help you do better at the sport that we love. This program comes out every Monday, so be sure to tune into that. All right, guys, let's get to the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with your good friend, Dave Crossland. You like that? Should I start calling you... My, your good friend, Dave Krupp. No, he doesn't no. seem okay. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for additional savings. We're also brought to you by evalbloodanalysis.com for those of you in the UK. Uh, and of course, if you're in the UK, you can also get supplements from Strom Sports Nutrition. For those of you in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca for all sorts of blowout deals. Dave, we are going to have like a little mini segment here, a little half hour segment. And we've also got another segment later in the week with Nathan Styles, IPB Pro. But we're gonna this comes out I first. Dave, I don't want to. Dave. I have a question though. I have an important question. We gotta help the people with their questions. Angry Octopus says no. We don't care what Angry Octopus has to say. We actually had an interesting question, and, and this is going to be our topic of the day. Um, oh, I actually, I do need to say something. Oh, sure. So I went to the PCA finals last weekend. Um, okay. I got invited down. A very good friend of mine is there, Compare, and I know Ryan that runs it anyway. We used to judge together years ago. I was stood next to a stand. Unfortunately, I do apologize. I cannot remember what company it was. And two of the staff were very upset that Cabbage wasn't there. <laughs> You're kidding me. The first fucking, where's the cabbage? No one was interested in me. Where's the cabbage? So um, he, I will take him to FitEx finals this weekend. Thank God. Thank God. After that, though, I feel like he could use a vacation. I'd like to ask if you would let him come over and visit again. We'll see. You right. got into lots of trouble last time, Scott. You were not a very good guardian. Yeah, you know, we've gone through the court system. Everything's good. They wiped it clean from his record. So there's there's really legally, technically, there's nothing that he did wrong. Um, I, we did have a bunch of listener questions that you guys always submit, which we appreciate that. And we appreciate all the comments, feedback. The last show did really well. 
And um, there was one question that stood out to me. I thought it would make for a great topic. And the idea was, um, you know, the old school idea of first cycles versus kind of the new concepts. And this is the actual question. Nick had said, uh, hello, gents, love the show. Given the recent changes of philosophy in the community, would you change your first cycle recommendations? Many forums uh, seem pretty hard in the camp of 500 milligrams of test for 16 weeks. No further questions. Uh, but seems like a lot of people are moving toward 250 or 300 as a recommendation for a first cycle. Um, I've even seen some recommending as much test as you can tolerate and fill the rest in with Primo, Roderick style. Um, where do you guys stand? Would you consider What would you consider to be a good balance for safety, efficiency, and low maintenance for a first timer. So the first thing is remove the word safety. It, it, it should never be used in conjunction with steroids. There is no safe steroids. There is no safe way to take steroids. You can minimize risk or reduce risk, but it's not safe and safe should not be used. Hmm. Um, 16 weeks, I would say is way too long for a first cycle. I I've always worked on the eight to 12, um, I like single single drug. A dose I'm flexible on. Uh, I'm not saying 500 is necessary. Some people will operate very well on 300, but I do think it should be single compound. And a single compound, I think the only one, and the reason I would go test first is because it's the compound that your body recognizes. It's the compound that your body knows and works with and uses. Um, there is this huge move towards Primo, this huge move towards Primo and Mast. And there is this huge move because of that towards shit HDL. Yeah. Um, so let's not get caught up in our oh, Primo is safe. Primo is this. There are things associated with Primo that do not make it ideal, mainly being it's complete fucking obliteration of HDL levels. Yeah. Um, so that is obviously a more long-term thing, but a lot of people, and, and the other thing is a lot of people go, well, it's Primo so I can run 600 meg. 600 meg is 600 fucking meg. For a first cycle, running 300 mega test and 600 mega peak, that's still a 900 mega fucking cycle. I don't care which way you cut it. So the, the truth is very much simply this. If your training is good, and everyone will say my training is good because nobody admits their training is shit, um, that will be based on how your current progress has been. If you've made fuck all progress over two years, your training is not good, your training is shit, simple as. If you are progressing because your training is good and your diet is on point, then you will get some good results from 250, 300 milligrams of test. Yes. For sure. For sure. It, if you're moving to gear because you're frustrated because of a lack of progress, then your training is not good, your diet is not good, and you will probably need 500 meg to get any near, near decent results because you are going to use the drugs to compensate for the fact your training is not on point and your diet is not on point. I don't stand in judgment of that, but that is the truth of it. Hmm. So that's your life, your choices, your risk, you take them, you deal with the consequences. But at the end of the day, if your move towards anabolics is a natural progression from wanting to go further, fine, like I said. But if your move is because I've not changed, I've not developed, then the first question you need to be asking yourself is, what am I doing wrong with my training and diet? Why am I not getting results from this? Because if, if that foundation doesn't work, any drug-induced results are only going to regress as soon as you stop the drugs. Yeah. And it's something summer, summer, I know we both do when we coach, and Nate was talking about it, though it's not segmented to this actual segment, but 
uh, that he will keep people off cycle to get those foundations right. Because if training and diet isn't working for you, yeah, you'll grow on drugs, but when you get rid of the drugs, you'll go backwards because the foundation isn't doing what it's supposed to do. So, you know, first cycles can range massively depending on person. I mean, we discussed it a million times. My first cycle was four years long. It was stupid. It was idiotic, but it was what it was. Um, but I would have said eight to 12 single compound. And when you look at single compound, the really only option you have there is test. Yeah. And that way too, like you can find out how you respond to that one drug. We've talked about it before, but let's say you, you decide, well, Hey, I want to run test in DACA say, then if you start getting side effects, you're not going to be quite sure which drug is causing it, you know, because you don't know which is which you haven't had. Getting that experience with the test is going to be the foundation for like all of your future cycles, right? Yeah, I agree. I'm not saying every cycle should be test loaded, but for your first cycle, I would stick to one. That way, you know, any effect you're having is from that one. Uh, and it makes management so much simpler. Uh, and and I would go test because that's what our body is designed to work with. So it deals with it much better. Okay, devil's it's advocate. Not say- okay. Devil's advocate. How many, what kind of side effects are you really going to get from, say, 300 Primo? Let's say I ran first cycle, 300 test, and 300 Primo. Because I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that watched our last episode. You know, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are being influenced by the popular notions today. And they're going to say, oh, I could take some Primo, you know. I mean, what are you really, what could really, what could really go wrong, I guess, you know? Well, Go away from the chemical actions themselves. First thing is you're not experienced enough to know if your primo is genuine because you won't know what it feels like. You won't know what it's supposed to be like, so you could be taking anything. And primo is one of those drugs that is heavily fake because of its cost of production. Yeah. The biggest issues from primo only are going to potentially just be HDL adulteration. It's going to be a big thing. Um, you're also going to see low estrogen levels. Um, a 300, 300 is probably going to keep estrogen a little bit on the low side. That potentially is going to restrict your growth. Yeah, good. Um, I do think that a lot of people going towards these, these test and primo, test and primo mass cycles do actually run estrogen too low. And as a result, they do restrict their progress from growth. Um, so, but you see, these are technicalities that you're not going to be experienced with or know where you need to be because you've never done it. Yeah. So you're not going to know whether a hundred P mole of estrogen is going to be better for you than the 46 that you're currently recording because you're on test and primo. Um, it's all these sort of things, uh, that, that makes it primo is a nice sophisticated drug, but it's a mild drug both in its stresses on the body, but also in its impact on growth. You know, it's not a, it's not a, it's nowhere near a sledgehammer uh, for growth. Yeah. If nothing else, um, you could save the money and not run the primo in that first cycle. Well, and still do really a, good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, there's a bit, and to be fair, unless you have issues, most people from a health point of view will tolerate three, four, even 500 milligram of testosterone quite well. Agreed. Because our body's designed to process it. You know, it's designed to deal with test. It knows what it is. It knows what it does. It doesn't know what the fuck Primo is. Um, 
Yeah. A lot of people will say you won't get hair loss problems with DHTs with Primo, yet the more people that run them, the more we're seeing that these DHTs can still cause DHT-related side effects, even though they're synthetic and they engage the receptor in a completely different way to what natural DHT does. Uh, we're still seeing people with problems with it. Yeah, so, I got a lot of uh, shedding. I got a lot of shedding from Primo personally. Yeah, and and it was something that we always said. Oh no, if you're if you're sensitive to DHT, if you run a DHT drug, you'll be fine because they act a different way, uh, and it's not the case. Um, you know, they do act a different way, but we're still seeing people with hair loss issues. So I guess I would say that his question, I guess, is: Would you do your first? You know, would you recommend first cycles differently? with the change of times, I would say that, yes, I would, honestly, because there was a time that I was in the camp of 500 milligrams per te of test was a great first cycle. And I still think it's a great first cycle. Um, my first injectable cycle was 400 milligrams of test, test sip. Um, I, I would say that I did really well with that. And and nowadays, I would even consider going a little bit lower. Low low end for me, for a suggestion, would probably be 350. That's probably about as low as I would go. Best only 350. 350 to 500, though. I would say, if anything, how, how has my philosophy changed? I do recognize that you can get plenty out of less. But if somebody's going to make the commitment to actually do a cycle – then I want to make sure that we still get, like, I don't think that the health benefits and risks between say 200 to 300 are going to be much different, you know, or even 400. You might need a little more, more estrogen management when you get to that four or 500 range, you might need something there, but you might not need it two to three. But outside of that, I, I still, I, there's, there's an element of we're doing this to actually make gains too. So I want to make sure we're getting the most out of it that we can. This is a this is quite actually relevant. I had a conversation with Jamie today. Uh, we were discussing somebody else that we both know, Jamie the Giant. Uh, yeah, and um, it was that this person's approach is going to be that they want to gain over a five year plan, um, using gear, keeping it a little bit on the lower side, or definitely staying away from the more hard hitting drugs. Um, uh, and we were very much of the conversation of, yeah, but wouldn't it be better to just hit what you need to hit, get that growth in 12, 18 months, and then be able to back out and refine rather than have long-term exposure? Yeah. And and this is a bit that I suppose we don't really know is, you know, would, for argument's sake, running tested DECA, um, decent heavy whack for an off-season, put on 50, 20 pounds – be more harmful than running test and primo for three years to put on the same 20 pounds. Huh. I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I really don't. You know, I, I don't know where it stakes out. I would suspect that actually the test of Decker would, would probably be the better approach. Um, if I all of the things were managed correctly, I would think too. Yeah. So there, there is that side of things as well. But you need to be honest with yourself, and this is what people fucking don't do, you know. You need to be honest with yourself and go, why am I not progressing? What are my choices behind using anabolics? Is it through frustration and lack of progression? Yeah. So if it is, then what's wrong? Or is it just because this is the natural evolution that I'm heading to, which is fine. There's, there, and there's no judgment on either way, but 
if you're talking about balancing health with progress, then you, you've got to optimize everything that minimizes health risk first before you move into the area of health risk, which is anabolics. Absolutely. All right. Listen, we got a bunch of questions, so I'm going to try to get through some of these with you. Hey, guys, I'm going to take a brief pause to shout out our advertisers. I'm going to try to make this quick, but keep in mind, they're responsible for helping us to put these shows out. If you guys want to support our programming, of course, you can do so through Patreon. And thank you to everybody who supports the show through Patreon. I will have links to that below, as well as to all of our advertisers. If you shop with our advertisers, you'll get great products, products that I stand behind, and you'll also be supporting our programming. First of all, check out truenutrition.com if you're in the U.S. I use their hydrolyzed beef collagen every day, and I use their citrulline malate, beta alanine, and EAA on days that I train. They have high-quality protein powders and tons of flavors. Hit me up if you have any questions. Use our code THINK over there. You'll get some additional savings, plus you'll support our programming, and you'll get some high-quality third-party tested supplements. If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have blowout deals on top name brand supplements. Uh, they constantly have different things happening. So be sure to go to their site and check them out. I recently saw Carbolin for like 30 bucks off. I mean, you really can't beat those prices. Plus they have free shipping over $99. If you're in the UK, then you probably already know about Strom Sports. They're one of the leader in health supplements in the United Kingdom. Strom Sports Nutrition has standalone supplements like NAC and Tutka, and they have finished blends like Support Max, a high quality, well-priced on-cycle support stat. I have links below to everything. Thanks for watching. Thanks for your support. Um, Mike had asked us question for the next show. If I need to implement estrogen management, would I look at Novadex or Aromasin? And why would I choose one over the other? Other. Thank you, guys. Love the show. The, this is a really easy one. Novadex is a serum, so it blocks certain estrogen receptors. Aromasin um, makes aromatase, which converts testosterone inert, so it can't affect testosterone. Uh, one lowers estrogen, one doesn't. So depending on where you are with your levels and your side effects would depend. For argument's sake, no water retention but sensitive nipples, I'd be tempted to just go Novadex sensitive nipples and water retention, I would then look at going to Romacin because you need to bring your overall estrogen levels down. It's not that you are particularly sensitive to gyno, which was the first scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you do labs and somebody's estrogen is really high, I know that there is the thought that like, it's okay to run higher estrogen in an off season, but I mean, I'm still good with just kind of keeping it in range to some extent. Like I, I don't want to see it being I, like way up in the triple digits. No, I mean, our obviously your range is different. Our range tops out in the one forties for for estrogen, and and I'm if somebody's non-sidal with that, I'm happy to run them at the upper end. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, Me too. But a lot of that is personal and where they are. Um, beyond that, I think I don't think there's much benefit really. Um, but you know, the reason why the old school drugs, Debo, Deca, Tess work so well is because they aromatize and create estrogen. Estrogen is a huge growth factor. People seem to discount that. Boatload and, and we, we, we seem to keep coming back to this in one way or another. So hmm. we had the big AI campaign, bring estrogen low, estrogen's the devil, all this lot. That's sort of gone and people recognize that estrogen plays a role. But then we've gone back to beating it, but just beating it in a different way by just everybody running Preston Primo now. Yeah, uh, and I don't get the sense of it. I, I really don't. I mean, you know. Anyway, I'm just an old morning man. It's all right. That's why we love you, Dave. 
Um, yeah. I'm in Canada and was very lucky to find a doctor that would discuss my cycles with me and overlook everything I do and books blood work with me. In Canada, these kinds of doctors are rare and usually take a while to find. But he fucking rare anyway. (laughs) He won't test my estrogen because he says, and this is a quote, there's technically no range for men anyway. And he claims that they wouldn't test it anyway if he order it. Thoughts? Bollocks. That's total bollocks. However, I have more questions. Yeah? Where the fuck did that name come from? Bubble bitch. It, but it's with an X, B-X-T-C-H. It's, it's still Bubble Bitch. I don't know, man. I don't know what kind of... That, what, 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 what leads you to that name? I really don't <laughs> know. But yeah, it's, it, 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 it's bollocks. There are estrogen ranges for men. And yes, labs will just test what they're fucking told to test. Yeah. All right. Um, question. Not sure if it's been covered. Does T-ball affect test levels on labs, total and or free test? Uh, yes, it will affect free test. Oh, it will? Yes. T- T-ball, and it will also affect estrogen, but it won't affect total test or also on levels. All right. Uh, Cat has hey, one for us. Hey. It, oh, it, it will lower S- it will lower SHBG, which in turn will increase free tests, but total testosterone should be, remain unaffected. Okay. I'm wondering if he's thinking like, hey, could I get away with this while I go get my TRT levels checked, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Katrina, she says, uh, question for the next show. Could you elaborate on how thyroid medications affect peaking for a show? As I'm hypothyroid, Hashimoto's also auto, excuse me, autoimmune. Um, and uh, you say many are on meds now. This could be interesting to hear your thoughts and experiences with hypothyroid competitors. Many thanks from the cheesecake lady. More cheesecake. That would fix your hypothyroidism. It actually cures uh, Hashimoto's. Did you know that, Dave? Yes, I do. So... Generally, um, UK prescribed, you'll only get T4 with, with thyroid issues, um, um, with hypothyroidism, and then they just let that convert to T3. Sometimes Hashimoto's will affect the conversion of T4 to T3. Yeah. Um, but if you elevate T3 levels, your fat loss increases because your metabolism increases. That, that's effectively it. Um, but also T4 would be introduced with growth because growth lowers T4 levels, which in turn will inherently lower T3 levels. Um, and as we spoke with Vigorous Steve, a low-dose thyroid can really help off-season to push more food into your system and you allow you to utilize more calories because that mild increase in metabolism will help you digest more food, use more nutrient, and therefore grow. You know, now that you speaking of that, it's something I hadn't done in a while. And it's something that after we spoke with Steve, I was like, yeah, you know, I hadn't done that in a while. And I immediately thought of a client that I thought was at a point where he could actually use that. And we did. It's been a couple of weeks now. And um, we were able to break the 250 mark on the scale for the first time ever. So it, it's funny. You, you do these podcasts and someone either ask a question or a guest comes on and you think, 
fuck, yeah, I haven't used that in ages, yeah. or I haven't thought about that for it. And it's like, oh, fuck, right, yeah, I need to bring that back into my arsenal. I've been forgetting to use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would tell Katrina this, that um, for somebody that was in need of that, and I, I have plenty of people that that have needed thyroid meds while we're competing, in a way, it's it's ideal it's even better than somebody who's not on thyroid meds or not using, you know, any T3, T4. The thing is, is that it's kind of like being on TRT. If you, if I were to coach a natural guy, um, we would expect that over time when we're dieting hard, his test levels may go down some, but if we have him on TRT, his tough test levels are going to remain the same all the way into the show. And in itself, that is truly going to be an advantage. And as we diet, our thyroid starts getting sluggish at times. And that's part of the reason that we need to do things like add refeeds or a lot of times I run a carb cycle and we we need to get some carbs in there. And then I ask my clients, you know, the day after that, how's your appetite today? A lot of times it, what I'm looking for is for them to be more hungry. You know, we can speed things up. The analogy I use is those little high days or the cheat meals. It's like we're throwing sticks on the fire to get it to burn hotter. We're trying to get that thyroid to crank, you know, but if you're on medication, you're good. You're, you're, you're solid. The problem I think people have with flattening out is when they're using it as a performance enhancing drug and that they're, they're dosing it higher. You know, when you're trying to use T3 for fat loss and people are getting up, I mean, dude, I've heard crazy doses. I mean, I've, the highest I ever heard with somebody with T3 was like 150, 200 micrograms. Like I not something I would suggest, but it was a female pro that was doing that, and I guess she had been Fuck on yeah. she had been on T three long term too. It was her own thing. She came to a good friend of mine, um, who's a coach, and he was blown away by it. Anyway, but her dosing, I'm sure she's using what she needs to support herself, and that's not going to cause any any impact. Well, like I say, it's going to help. Um... What did you just eat there, Dave? A throaty sweet. Okay. Dave's on a diet, guys. I gotta watch him. I'm gonna have to check his desk for chocolates. Oh, don't. Fucking missus is, is policing me like there's no tomorrow. Is she good? Good. Oh, fuck, yeah. Um, What do you all test on your blood work and how often? Everything. Your general test market, well, it depends on what you're doing, really. I mean, if you're mid-cycle, wanting to look at hormone management, you're looking at estrogen, testosterone, prolactin. Um, if it's health markers, you'd look at FBC, full blood count, cholesterol markers. Um, depending on if you're dieting or using GH or something like that, you might look at thyroid. Um, if you're TRT, you'd probably look at PSA. Um if you're having issues with fat loss, you might look at HbA1c to see where your insulin sensitivity is. Um, you look at kidney function, you look at liver function. You know, there's a whole host depending on what you want to look for. Um, there are a few drug, drug, uh, drugs, books out there actually that break down what the various blood tests are and, and what their relevance is. And they're not expensive. And they're a handy little thing to have. Here in the, I don't know if he's in the U.S. I mean, if he's if he's in the U.K., he could simply. I mean, and this is a direct plug. Go to evalbloodanalysis.com. You could just go there and you can get like the male hormone panel, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all, de- all depends on what you, you're you wanting to look for. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes think we're testing that you take a test and it shows you everything. And it, it isn't. You have to look for specific things. So you have to need to know what you want to check and what you want to check will be based on what you are doing or what you're not getting results from. Here's one. This is in the U.S. from Private MD Labs. So for like 80 bucks, you get your CBC, you get your uh, CMP, and then you get estrogen, FSH, LH, and testosterone. And it's not going to show you everything you need, but you know that's an example of one set of labs. So you can go to a website like that in the U.S. and you can get a package, you know. You tend to find as well, the more tests you add together, the more discounted it gets and the better value for money you get. Alta Labs has a bunch of good deals. And if you, the cool thing about them is they'll have sales. So they'll be like, you know, you can add on B12 for $5.99 this week or something like that. Um, I was going to say something else related to this, but I can't remember. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of websites. You get, oh, what about, I was going to say if he's in the U.S., he could just go to the doctor uh, and get a physical. You know, that's that's a great way to get your labs mm-hmm. done. It's free. Basically, every insurance company is going to cover all your labs for a physical once a year, so you can check that out. <sighs> Deep dive on HCG pros and cons. I'm running three hundred tests a week right now. I'm worried my testicular shrinkage and fertility. Uh, just curious if it would help. Uh, or not with hormones and whatnot? It won't help with hormones, uh, as in your current hormone levels. It may may elevate estrogen slightly. Um, It will help stimulate and and keep the Leydig cells active, or at least buoyant. Um, There are some positivities within the brain from HCG. Um, You said some people will find with TRT, they'll still feel a little bit. Uh, but when they add HCG, that improves. Um, it will help with testicular shrinkage, but I don't know why you'd be concerned with that. You're taking gear, your balls shrink. Deal with it. Um, Makes everything else look bigger. But, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 potentially useful without doubt. Um, will aid with fertility, particularly in a TRT protocol. Maybe not so much in a cycle protocol, but definitely in a TRT protocol. Um, uh, and like I say, it's, it, it will minimize Leydig cell um, regression. So it's useful from that point of view. Um, it, it has no advantage to your progression on cycle, but it does have advantage to protecting the Leydig cells um, and maintaining fertility at lower doses. Um, the only thing you've got to watch is it does aromatize, so it, it can can increase estrogen. But if you run the sort of 250 IU, 300 IU mark two, three times a week, usually estrogen is not a big concern unless you're on a TRT cell. All right. We'll find one more here. And, and I had a fun comment I wanted to share. So we talked about uh, drug testing at the workplace. Uh, Tim commented and he said, I remember at a job I worked when I was 18. Uh, they would come out on the floor and say, we are drug testing. Everyone line up at the bathroom. One time, this really built guy who had just started there 
walked up to the front of the line and asked the lady testing if they are testing for steroids. Uh, she said no. He said okay and went back and got in line. <laughs> I liked that story. Okay, last one. Let me find a good one here. Good, because I'm busting for a piss. I'm nearly peeing myself here. All right, hold on, Dave. I'm trying to make this. Fast. I'm even. I'm even. I'm even doing the wee dance under the desk. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Here's a good one for you, Dave. UK Fire Service. Uh, will they be testing for steroids? It's not going to help a lot of people, but it's going to help him. Um. I do believe they have been known to, um, but I'm not sure if it's a standard. So I, and if they do, I think it is only on entry. I don't think they test once you're in service. Um, but I, it would, if you just ask them what they test for, because they have to tell you. Yeah. It's not a um, secret. And, and, no, it's not. They, they, they can't test you for something without informing you what they're testing for. It is the law. So just ask them. What do you test for? And and you can even just play it dumb and say, look, two years ago or five years ago as a kid, I took steroids. Will that cause me a problem in my blood test now? You know, and a really stupid, dumb question that you know the answer to, but it gets them to tell you what they test for without incriminating yourself around steroid use. Yeah, because over there, it's not illegal to take steroids. So it's not like, no. it'd be different if you were in the US and you were like, hey, I used to use illegal drugs, hire me. You know, yeah, but no, it's not. I mean, they, 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 they do frown upon it and they won't be happy about it if you were using and you would probably cost you your job if they caught you. Yeah. Um, but I do, I mean, fucking hell, there's a fire watch at Huddersfield known as Roid Watch. What? <laughs> yeah, their nickname is Roid Watch because they're all supposed to be on gear. How true that is, I don't know, but they do That's have amazing. a nickname Roid Watch. It's amazing. All right. Listen, guys, Dave has to pee. And for that reason, I do. have to go. But we do have another segment coming up later this week. We're going to have big Nathan Styles joining us. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, of course, if you're new here, let me encourage you to hit the subscribe button. We've got several bodybuilding podcasts that come out each week. Go to our sponsors, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK. Go to true. I'm going to stop right there. Ah, I'll just, you I'll just stop. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't on, go that fast. It. You're making me nervous, Dave. <laughs> go to, go to Strom. It. Strom Sports Nutrition. You can use uh, all sorts of great health supplements <laughs> that they have over there, performance supplements as well. Um, EvalBloodAnalysis.com. Get your lab works done by Dave and uh, SupplementSource.ca. We appreciate you guys. Reach out to us for coaching. We've got links below. We'll see ya. Thanks, Dave. All right, gotta go. Bye bye. <laughs> see you, man.